100.7 FM WHIN 1010 AM presents Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program each Sunday at 10 AM. Sumner County Spotlight, exclusively by FNM Bank. 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. FNM Bank offers personal banking, business banking, and mortgage loans too. Right here in Hendersonville, FNM Bank is one of the top independent banks in Tennessee. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. MMLS number 518158. Here's your host for Sumner County Spotlights, Tony Richards. Good morning and welcome to Sumner County Spotlight this Sunday morning and every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Brought to you exclusively by FNM Bank at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard and at myfmbank.com. Always appreciate their sponsorship for this program. And on the phone and uh, social distance, our special guest today, Sean Fennell, Gallatin Councilman at Large and uh, small business owner and lots of other things. Sean, welcome to the program. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on on board. Absolutely. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself for those of uh, you who don't know Sean or uh, are new to the area? I'll be glad to try my best. Uh, (laughs) You can start at the beginning if you want. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, you know, my dad uh, went to Hendersonville High School in the 50s, and uh, he was uh, sent to Italy to study art. Oh, and uh, he went with a guy named Dave Wright, which is a well-known artist in our Sumner County area. It used to be our uh, mayor Don Wright's brother Dave, and mm-hmm. they lived over in Italy studying art for a while. So my dad got out of uh, finished Italy, and then he went to work for NASA and went to uh, as a uh, like an artist, an Man, engineer, and what a uh, talented guy. He's a good artist. I mean, it's something to watch him paint and. Um, he kind of gave it up for a while, and he's got back into it now, painting a lot of pictures for the family. But he moved to Alabama, the Huntsville area, and that's where I was born. And I come to uh, move from there to uh, uh, Indian Lake Forest in Hendersonville in 1970. So that's pretty much where I went to school, was uh, Good Pasture Christian School. Mm-hmm. Um, went there for 10 years, and I ended up in uh, Hendersonville High School the last two years i wanted to play uh sports there a little bit larger school right and uh from there there you have that part of it <laughs> and then uh you you you've done a lot of things with uh sumner county well yes um i was uh getting ready to go into the marine corps and um i met my wife and when she was in 11th grade i was in 11th grade and she really did want me to uh go into the service. So I've been in the car business and the repair business. My family has pretty much their whole life. Uh, my grandfather was a car dealer. My uncles was car dealers. My dad was car dealer. Oh, my and goodness. It hit well. <laughs> yeah, then my, my wife's, her side of the family, her father, her uncles, they was all car dealers. So Oh, wow. Um, so you guys, uh, yeah. we need an estimate. You're the guys to go see. <laughs> I hope so. I've been here in business for a long time, 36 years. But I started out in the, the muffler shop business, and then that kind of growed into painting body, buying and selling cars, and then it, it pretty much gave me some seed money to go into other ventures. It's been, Sumner County's been good to me for a lot of years. Well, it doesn't, you know, sound, like you're, it doesn't sound like you're the only member of your family that has multiple interests, that's for sure. I mean, if your father can be an artist and work at NASA, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's yeah. It's it's really neat. I mean, my my father done quite a few things in his life, and uh, uh, entrepreneur type person, and and I think I followed in the same footsteps as, as the rest of my family. Mm-hmm. You know, and now I've got my son following in my footsteps. You know, right? So exactly. he's trying to push me out the door. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay, Dad. Take a hint. <laughs> Or I'm trying to. It's going to be. He needs a few more gray hairs in his head first. Yep, yep. You got to get. Uh, you got to get yelled at a little bit before you just give him the keys. You know. <laughs> He's getting there. He is. Well, that's good. Um, so tell us a little bit about your public service then, and where did that where did that itch come from, and why did you end up doing that? I was asked years ago by some of the people, uh, deputy sheriffs and some of the members of the sheriff's department, if I would be a representative for them on a civil service board. It's like a police commissioner that you're elected by the employees of the sheriff's department. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I was young, uh, and, and I felt, you know, I needed to give something back to the community. They've been good to me, so I threw my name out there and, and uh, got elected, and I think I've done probably three terms of that. And uh, one of my good friends sat on that uh, commission with me. His name was Jimmy Overton, and uh, which is now one of our city councilmen in Gallatin, and Jimmy kept bugging me, saying, you need to run for political office. And I, I had no idea what I was getting into. So I tell you, those uh, uh, those I, uh, incumbents are good at recruiting, aren't they? <laughs> well, he, was, he wasn't an incumbent then. I oh, mean, he I wasn't? Actually oh, okay. I actually got elected to, to uh, a county commissioner's position before he got elected on as a city oh, councilman. But oh, okay. I guess he didn't want me to put my neck on the chopping block and see yeah. what was going to happen. So he pushed you <laughs> to the end of the diving board first. I see. Okay. At, at first, and, and I served on the county commission. I, I first got sworn in in 2006, and um, I enjoyed it. I mean, I really did. I was fortunate enough to serve with Hank Thompson mm-hmm. um, and some really good people. I mean, Benny Bills uh, was our school superintendent at the time, and then one of my old principals from here from the high school, uh, Paul Decker, uh, was on the county commission, and also some of my classmates. Uh, some of them are still serving on us. So I had a, I had, we had a wonderful time, a great time. And, um, you know, I, I kind of had some, uh, um, things that pushed me out of it. Uh, uh, Bob Barker, our sheriff, that was one of my best friends. I was a Paul Barrett's wedding. And, I mean, that's funeral. And I'm sure a lot of people remember, um, uh, Bob Barker. Mm-hmm. Well, Bob passed away and, uh, uh, you know, I kind of then at that time thought I'd stand back from uh, politics a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I kind of got out of it and then uh, moved from the country down here into uh, Gallatin, where my business is at. And I decided to run again. So here I am. And the name people remember, right? <laughs> well, I hope so. I think, you know, when I was out campaigning, for a uh, city councilman, I, I could go up to knock on somebody's door, and it they would come to the door, and they'd look at me, and I could see how they was looking. They was trying to figure out, you know. Where have I seen this I'd guy say, before? Well, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've worked on your car. Oh, okay, yeah, I know who you are. And can you come out back and look at my car? Oh, yeah, oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah, so. And, and, and it's surprising. There's still a lot of people out there that are putting my, my business ownership uh, my business name along with my name and then, you know, figuring out, well, well you gosh, know. this guy's our city councilman. He's also a, a business owner here in Gallatin. Well, you know? people have multiple brands. That's that's fine. Well, can you tell us about, now you have an at-large seat, is that right? Yes, I do. Uh, that was a really hard seat to win. Um, when, you're, when you're running for county commission, you have a district, and usually the district, a lot of the districts throughout the county are, are you know, just a, a an area, and, and there's not a whole lot of uh, ground, votes that ground, come out of each area. Ground, ground to cover there. Right, but when you run at large in the city, it's the whole city, and Gallatin has really grown into uh, a big city. So oh, I yeah. was out every day mm-hmm. uh, knocking on the door, talking to a lot of people, and it's it's a, it's it's the same type of campaign that our mayor would run. She's got to run a... A campaign throughout the whole city, and so does that large. You know, so it kind of makes you envy those guys that are uh, representing uh, a district. You know, because all they have to do is concentrate really on their district. But at large, it's it's the whole city. What is uh, so you know campaigning stuff. like uh, from the beginning of the decade maybe to now? That's different. I mean, you know, just knocking on doors. It seems like a super old-fashioned way to do things. I'm not saying that a lot of people don't use social media and other media to get the word out. That's fine. But, um, you know, you're not the only politician I've talked to that still, you know, you got to do the door-to-door thing. How is that different, if at all? I think it's a lot of uh, different from back in the day when I first run. Uh, you know, social media, internet was getting cranked up, especially in District One. There, there wasn't much connectivity up there, and uh, you had to go out door to door. And now, it's uh, everything is uh, uh, internet. You know, it's it's social media. I mean, that's it seems like that's where everything is going to, and especially 
with this COVID out here now, I, I really don't think uh, people's going to really want you come and knock it on their door uh, with the spread of, of COVID. So I'm trying to get some feedback on that. What do I do? You know, mm-hmm. and I'm sure I'm going to do mailers, maybe some commercials. And well, I'm, uh, I'm uh, assuming a lot of politicians are having the same question. You know, what do you know? It's just different. It's a different time. It sure is, and not only in that, also my business. I mean, I remember the day when I would park cars out here and wait for somebody to come by and see it and come down here and talk to them, and now my my son and his three guys that, that are doing the buying and selling, it's all on the Internet. I mean, it's people flies in here and uh, gets in a car, and they're gone in 30 minutes, or we ship right. them out. Yeah, I, mean, it's, I know. Crazy, isn't it? It's just a, it's a different world. So It really is. So, and that's some really cool things that your son can bring to the table because you know they're just a generational thing there. That's just just normal, um, just like you probably brought different things to the table when you first started in the business. Gosh, I mean, that, such a long time ago, and you know, time passes quickly. You know, boy, I'll say, don't blink, huh? Time passes. Well, why don't you? Right. Why don't we talk That's about right. your business a little bit? We got about three, four minutes before the end of our first segment here. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your business? And you know, it started a muffler thing. It's 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 kind of different. Everything's grown. It really has. And products today are made better than products what they was made years ago. Years ago, they put steel on cars, and now they put you know uh, stainless steel or aluminized coatings and. Things last longer. Yeah, they're uh, lighter, more to, efficient. There's all kinds of cool new products constantly coming out. Right, and and you know I started my business with just myself, and uh, I'm a small business. I've got 13 employees. Um, I've never laid anybody off. I take pride in that. I've always grown my business, uh, and and I do enjoy. It. But with uh, the onstart of emission testing in Sumner County. And that kind of pushed me into doing a lot of mechanical work. Mm-hmm. So uh, now we, we just full-blown mechanic shop and, you know, muffler shop. Well, you got uh, it. a long time. You, you have to go where the need is, and I'm sure you've had to adapt um, since you first opened, that's for sure. Yeah, now they're coming out with a lot of electric cars, so, you know. Emissions aren't the issue now. you got four separate motors on separate wheels now. It's like... <laughs> Isn't that amazing? It's like, well, what could go wrong? Well, you're going to have some things that will, but now you're replacing the whole, you know, motor and pulling the whole wheel uh, assembly off and everything else. So I guess you'll right. you got to learn it as you go, I suppose. Yeah, and, and one thing I got into is a, a vintage cars and muscle cars. I, I restore them, and I've got a, a, a pretty sizable collection of them. And my, my name kind of got out. Oh, yeah. Really, once once yeah, they hear so somebody I, I will do that work. <laughs> yeah. So Word, words out on I've you, really buddy. My business. That's right. You got that. Well, but, you know, the only thing I remember about classic cars, I had one for quite a while, um, is that you need to make sure you bring two things. At least I used to always have to bring two things with me um, whenever I took it out. And one was a can of ether. <laughs> the other one was a phone. <laughs> So, so somebody yeah. could come and get me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean that's right, and it, it hurts when so many cars. I've got some cars that, that I haven't really drove in two or three years. Uh, I got them on display, mm-hmm. and um, you know it's hard on a car. You got to get out there and exercise it a little bit, just like you do yourself. You know, right, right. And, uh, things have really changed. I can tell you that. Well, with good intentions, you know. A, you you know you you've got to go out there and start them up every week or two, but man, you know then time gets away. All of a sudden, you got a gunky carburetor and you're a mess. What was your What was your favorite car? Oh my lord! Well, it was like everybody. I had a, a 1978 Opel GT that I got for 400 bucks. Oh, that's a cool car. It was the poor man's vet, as you remember, I'm sure. Um, it was mostly Bondo, but it worked. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you hardly ever see those cars now and, and how they're really collectible. And oh, yeah. I'm 55, so I remember cars when I was in high school that, you know, wasn't really that collectible, you know, and, and now they're bringing a fortune. Everything is. Yeah, I uh, yeah. I actually sold it to a guy in Atlanta, and I made him sign a document that I got right of first refusal if he ever sells it again because I may want it back. I took it, We've you know... Long story, this isn't about me, but we, we found it, and I got another car that we used for parts and everything, because it was a unibody, and 
those parts are hard to come by. It had a Buick engine in it, but anyway, we we pieced it together. But it was it was pretty sweet when we were done with it. What color was it? It was blue. We I always try to make things stock. Finding a uh, an Opal Cadet radio, AM radio, was difficult to find. That was the hardest thing I had to find because I made it exactly the way it was when it rolled off the floor. You know, and, and you know I've got such a passion for old cars, and every day I'm. It's an enjoyment every day to see some of these old cars rolling here. The, the other day I had a lady, she told me she was 81 years old, and I swear she looked like she was 60. Oh, yeah. She drove in a 1968 Shelby GT350. <gasps> well, no wonder she looked yep. young. Oh, my goodness. She was living the dream yep. there. Holy cow. Well, she, I bought her car. I mean, I bought her I was going to say, I, does I, she I, have any idea what that's worth? Well, yeah, I really think she did. To be My honest goodness. with you, I mean, she is, she is, she is a crafty. Uh, Isn't that young cool lady. when something just pulls in your door and you don't expect it at all? It's like, oh my goodness! I had some buddies that was here that was uh, also vintage car dealers. One was Barry Alexander that owns Alexander Ford, mm-hmm. and he was standing here. And I mean, what's the shots or odds of somebody pulling in? And a Shelby like that, a real nice car, uh, and an 81 year old lady. Probably getting hit you by know, lightning. Watch his expression. <laughs> Be the same odds, <laughs> right? All right. Well, hey, yeah, uh, Sean, yeah. we're up against our first break. Uh, we have as our guest today Sean Fennell, uh, the uh, Gallatin's councilman at large and uh, business owner here in, uh, in Sumner County. And we're going to come back with more of our program right after these messages. Thanks for joining us. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. And we are back this morning with Sumner County Spotlight, brought to you by FM Bank at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard and myfmbank.com. We're talking with Sean Fennell, uh, city councilman at large in Gallatin and uh, also small business owner. Tell us a, a little bit more about your business. We were kind of just getting into cars, which we could probably spend the rest of the show talking about. We probably don't want to do that. But um, so tell us about you, you said that people are picking up cars. What, like, exactly what are your, let's go. With the start, name of your business, how people can contact you, where it's located, just some basic stuff so everybody knows. I'm on Gallatin Road in Gallatin, Tennessee. I'm at 1368 East Broadway, which is right past our city park. Uh, this business was established here probably in 1970 by my father-in-law, and uh, I come in in 1984 and. After a couple of years of renting his uh, garage from him, I ended up buying buying the whole works. And um, uh, my name of my business is Four Way Motors, Four Way Muffler. Mm-hmm. That's been in the, the name that's been out there since it you know was open. And the reason why they called it Four Way, I was just going to ask you, where'd that come from? My father-in-law had three brothers, and each one of them had uh, a stake in this car dealership way back in the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, they called it Four Way Motors, and they all four of them boys sang gospel music, and they sang on the Grand Ole Opry several times. Oh, you know, wow. we lost the last brother back mm-hmm. in March, so every one of us passed away now. Mm-hmm. And, well, that's kind of you know, you know it's always people. interesting to find out how people name their businesses, <laughs> isn't it? It really is. So they just know? started working on and, mufflers, and then it just kind of. No, actually, they were just buying and selling cars is what they was doing. And when I got into the picture, I was trying to figure out a service that I could do. Mm-hmm. And I knew how to I how to learn how to paint cars, and this shop wasn't really big enough to paint cars. And But I still painted some cars. And finally, this guy, he was out of uh, Franklin, Kentucky, he said, why don't you try a buffer shop business? He said, I opened one of those up a few years ago. And he goes, I got my son running. He goes, it's something that's always got to be done. That's true. I didn't know what I was doing. I, I turned around, I bought a pipe bender and a rack and put it in. And the wow. first customer that come up here, I had a boy that was helping me. He said, I don't know how this, what do we do? And I said, just act like you know what you're doing. Just bang around <laughs> or something. I said, well, we'll figure this out. We'll learn how to do it one way or another. Well, we'll you, know, it, you know, it does take, uh, muffler business takes a little bit of art uh, and uh, science. It really does. It really is. It's it's it, it took me a lot of years. It, it's a strange, strange business. And what's weird is I can go down the road and I look at a car and automatically these numbers pop in my head and that's the depth setting and the rotation of 
of pipes, and, and I've just got, like, all these numbers floating around in my head that, mm-hmm. you know, I can do it. You know what's amazing? You remember, like, let's just say a Chevy Vega. Yeah. You know, God. I remember when them My cars, sister had one of those. To, oh, I used to work on them all the time. And now, I mean, if one pulls in here, you just, it's just like, good gosh, you know, some of these cars of the Chevy Chevette, you hardly ever see anything anymore. See, but you, you, you know, grew up here, you're, you're up here in the, in, and you're in the South, not deep South, but the mid South. And I'm in from the Midwest, mm-hmm. a Chevy Vega wouldn't last through one winter. Thing would completely rust yeah, out, right. you know, but you know, you think you put a car up on the rack and that uh, same style car, you think all the mufflers are going to be the same. <laughs> They're supposed to be. That's right. But that doesn't always happen so all like, that. And, and, you know, I can get up under a car and I can look at the dirt and I can just about tell what part of the country right. that the car has been in. Right. Uh, and these a lot of these cars is made better than other cars. Cars that are drove a lot, usually stuff lasts longer, be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just, it's just you learned. It don't take long. Well, you know, when you sit, you know, uh, rubber and rubber boots and things get brittle and they just crack and break and if they're just not being used. That's right. So there and is... you know... Go ahead. I'm so, we do a lot of volume. We do... There's there's 20 to 50 cars in and out of this place a day. And... Uh, wow. It feels like I'm a, like a fast food restaurant. I mean, people mm-hmm. pull up here and they know it don't take that long to do it. Sometimes it don't. So, I mean, it's just... A lot of people in and out. But there's always you know, the problem, the cars. The <laughs> yeah, that's right. you got to get out the acetylene torch. I'm like, here we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, been, been been there, done that. I can tell you that. Yeah. Well, what did you enjoy or do you enjoy most about uh, the car business part of it? And then I'll ask you the same question about service. Uh, really the people at this point, I mean, just a little while ago, I walked out and I talked to two people that went to my, went to school with my dad in the fifties. And, um, I, I enjoy talking to the people and, and I still do hands-on work, even though i got a, a, a large crew absolutely working for me. Absolutely. Um, I, I just, I think I love the people. I love, uh, the cars. I like just being out and, and, you know, just fooling around with it. You know, it's kind of got now where I see light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, uh, certainly retirements is on my mind a lot, and I look forward to that. But I, I still think I always have a hands-on up here in this in this business, you know. Sure, sure. And, you know, the great thing about talking about talking with the older generation, I, I just love spending time with uh, what I call the greatest generation, the World War II guys. Um and Korean War guys, uh, you probably learn a heck of a lot about cars even just talking to them, don't you? You know, I, I'm, I'm, you know, you bringing that up. I'm a history buff, and that is my. A lot of my family was in World War II, Korea, Vietnam. So I spent a lot of years talking to to people. Uh, I had a man and lady come up here the other day in their nineties. He was driving his car and it started to rain. He ran to his car and rolled his windows up. Mm-hmm. I become friends with him. Them, the lady, she was in uh, like Glenn Miller's band during World War Two. No way. And uh, yes, and she ended up her and her husband come up and wanted me to have their album collection, and uh, gave me every one of the albums they have from the big band and the swing days and stuff like that. So I've got all that stuff. But um, I got into collecting some things, and there's been a lot of things that I have collected from uh, the veterans. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and you know we're losing these the, the veterans every day, and it's just getting more. There's fewer and fewer of them. But right. I try to really talk to them a lot. Absolutely, it's very interesting. I you I know, love love spending things. time with with that generation. I really do. Same reason. Just you can learn so much if you just sit and listen. That's right. That's right. And well, the hardships that they had to deal with. Oh God, they. I wonder if our kids have a clue. I doubt it, but. <laughs> Anyway, um, so it sounds like you've you know putting together a quite a little collection here. You're gonna have to get a hold of the museum, and if you got something interesting, maybe they could, uh, you know, like you said, you kept keep some of your cars on display anyway. But well, I've, I've a lot of my cars have been in country music videos. I've had people that used them. Uh, they had a party down in Nashville during the fall, and it was uh, like a prohibition type party, and they wanted a vehicle from the '30s and. Mm-hmm. I've I've always done a lot of things like that. Is is uh, 
uh, loaning cars out for certain sure. things. Well, you're, uh, you know, kind of spreading a little happiness there, you know? There you go. So there what go. what is your favorite of all these cars that you've collected? I mean, do you have a favorite? Or is it always go back to what we drove in high school? <laughs> I'm I'm really a sick person. I can tell you, I've got a, a, a pretty large collection, and uh, I, I, I'm still adding to you know cars. Uh, the oldest. Well, I'm going to just got, start calling like, you Mr. Jay Leno. Then I guess I don't know what to call you here. Well, you know, he contacted he contacted me probably about a month ago, wanting to buy one of my cars that I've got. See, there you go. Sure. I'm, I mean, it just kind of it kind of shocked me right there. But there again, too. I mean, it's a pretty nice old car. I've got. Uh, one of the most interesting ones, I got Roy Orbison's uh, 69 GT500 Shelby with 19,000 miles on it. Um, you know, for me, it's the stories you, behind those cars as much as the cars. Yeah, and um, I got one of my uncle's cars that he built in 1959, and... Uh, Somebody contacted me about the car, and I didn't even know it was my uncle's old car until they told me the name of the car. And then I realized that that was my uh, uncle's car, and I bought it. But it's one of the top 100 cars that was voted in in, in America. Wow, that's um, cool. Pretty neat car. It's called the Honeybee, and it's 30, 34 Ford Coupe. It's pretty neat. It's got an interesting story. Some of the old... Magazine articles and stuff has got my family in. It mentions my mom in there. The old Isaac Litton days, you know. All right, like so that. I got a I got a really silly car question. Since we're going to stay on the car subject for a little bit, why not? So <clears throat> my dad's a huge Johnny Cash fan. Has anybody ever tried to build the car one piece at a time with the Cadillac with the one tail fin and everything? You'd think somebody would have at least tried it. Car, you know. My grandfather done some pretty unusual things. He took two front-wheel drive cars and put them together, and you could drive it from either end. <laughs> I worked on Johnny Cash. I worked on that car uh, years ago that had all the pieces and yeah. different fenders and all that <laughs> yeah. stuff on there. Yeah. Well, you know what was funny is I when I went to school at Good Pasture, I went with uh, Johnny Cash's son, John Carter. Oh, and, did uh, you? Wesley yeah. Orbison. Yeah. Yeah, a bunch of those guys. Yeah, that's cool. And, uh yeah, yeah, pretty neat. I, you know, that's why a lot of people wouldn't remember that, but I remember that car. Yeah, I was and wondering about that. I don't, I don't even remember if anybody even did one like that. But the song, of course, you know, it's one of my favorites. But great song. And I've seen some strange things. The other day, I had a truck come in here in his old street rod truck, and it's a good looking truck. And uh, he was talking about air conditioner. Mm -hmm. Well, he turned around, took a window unit, and put it in the back bed of the truck. <laughs> cut a hole into the cab and had an old Coca-Cola box and a window unit sitting down in a Coca-Cola box. It ducked in there and had a, what do you call one of the things, the inverter in there running yeah, off yeah, his yeah. vehicle. And it was as cold air you could ever imagine inside that truck. Boy, that guy needs to get a hold of the RV business because they've yet to figure out how to get those things cooled right. Oh, my gosh, that's awesome. Uh, we're t we're having a great time talking with Sean Fennell, uh, the uh, councilman at large in Gallatin, also local uh, owner of Four Way Motors, and uh, we're going to come back and talk uh, a little bit more with more of our show right after these messages right here on WHIN. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. Welcome back to Sumner County Spotlight this Sunday morning here on WHIN. We've got as our guest Sean Fennell, the owner of Four Way Motors and also councilman at large. Well, we had fun talking about cars. Let's talk. Uh, <laughs> let's talk politics. Well, maybe not politics, but there just just things that uh, you know going on in the community. Tell us a little bit about. Um, just want to make sure everybody understands how the council's made up. How many are you? How many of there are you? And kind of what your typical duties would be. Uh, you know, it seems to me like when I was on the county commission, there's 24 of us, and. Uh, it was to me. It seemed like it was really hard to get something done on a personal level. Well, you uh, think about twenty-four people here. for a county like that. I mean, that's a lot of people for at least. I, it I, is. I always think of our of, of Hendersonville Gallatin as smaller, but boy, it's just it's just kind of not that way anymore. 
No, it's big. We got a pretty big county, I think. I mean, that's that's two people per district. Yeah, you know, from districts one through twelve, and that that was that was a a great experience right there. And I served with some great people that uh, taught me well. Like you said, from the older people, just keep your mouth shut and your ears open and watch mm-hmm. and learn. You know, and and it felt like it took me one year after being elected to. Uh, the county commission that I actually kind of felt like I halfway knew what was going on, you know. Right. Well, yeah. Um, you know, it, and, and got got my feet wet, and it was a great experience. A lot of great people in the county, and there's there's so much talent I think in uh, Gallatin, Hendersonville, and all of Sumner County that I wish some more people would get out and get involved. Uh, you know, I think if I'm lucky enough to get reelected this next term, I think that might be it for me. I, I think I've done quite a few years in an elected position, and uh, I only hope that somebody can come along that will have the the interest and enthusiasm, and uh, uh, you know, really try to do well for the the people and the citizens. You know, do you like think that the uh, or the county or whatever? Are you finding that people are less interested because of the? Social media aspect, the tweeting and all this stuff and the, the comments. I mean, people always had opinions. There's no question about that. Um, you didn't always hear them because there just wasn't the platform, but now there is. And do you think that scares some people off? You know, I really think that that, that does scare people off. I, there's a big difference to me between the city council and the county commission. City council is right. I mean, it's up in your face. It's personal. You can get a lot done. Somebody can say, hey, I'm having a problem with this on my piece of property. You make a phone call and get that addressed real quick. Mm-hmm. Go over there, look at it. So I, I think it's 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 really up close and uh, personal type uh, elected position more so than, than really the county commission. And you're right, social media, uh, there's so much stuff out there that's it's, uh, uh, correct information, and there's so much stuff out there that's, that's – uh, uh, wrong information. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff, you know, somebody will add something to uh, a comment or twist it some way, and next thing you know, you got a, a lot of people upset, and you have to address those issues. But I see social media as a, a positive thing for everyone, and also I see it as a, a, a real negative thing. Uh, well, I agree. I think, I think just because, you know, number one, you have to have thick skin. I mean, you just do. Number two... Um, yes. Just because you disagree doesn't mean you need to cast stones and hate the other person. You know, fine. Hey, you disagree with a lot of people on the council. You got twenty-four people. When was the last time all twenty-four agreed on something? It's just not going to happen. That's right. And you know, with this city council that we've got, we're all friends. Mm-hmm. We go out to eat after the meetings together when we used right. to meet in public. Right. Uh, if if I disagree, I'll say, "Hey, uh, Craig or Jimmy or whoever." whomever, you know, I, I'm going to go this way, I don't agree on this. We might argue a little bit about our point, but we're still great friends, and right. we'll laugh about it, and that's the way it should be. Yeah, and I think that's people, I think people, because they may only see the, uh, you know, the controversial side of it on social media, think that these people can't stand each other, when you know darn well, uh, of course they do. Um, but it, if the public could see that, I think it might help that you don't have to hate the other person. You don't. And, and and I really wish the public, when they hear something on the Internet, would educate themselves and make sure they're hearing the, the, the facts, mm-hmm. the truth, mm-hmm. because so many people spin stuff around, and, and it's just not so. I've seen a lot more of that the last couple of years than I've ever seen in my life, and it is it's hurtful. I right. mean, it's just, it's just wrong. Well, you know, when able, just... My opinion here is, you know, when you're able, pick up the phone or go see them. Um, you know, things get lost in translation, whether it's a text or an email or a post on a social media site. It's always better to, you know, if you have a conflict or a potential one or even a rumor that you're not sure of or whatever, just, hey, go see them. The, you know, the hardest thing that I see um, is facing the council really is uh, growth. And uh, growth, to me, is good, and growth can be bad. Um, and, and you cannot stop growth. I mean, you know, there's property rights out there on the, 
right. in the Constitution of the United States of America, the taking provision. And you cannot take people's rights away from them. But, you know, we get a lot of uh, a lot of people upset over growth, and, and a lot of the time it's something you can't, you can't control. You know, people's got rights to do something on their property, and if they meet the rules and regulations of the zoning, then you know they can they can build they can do what they want to do. Well, I think know, that's thing uh, that's probably why things have gotten so contentious during this pandemic. Um, because you're right, I think people if there's some good things to come out of this, and I hope there is at some point, um, people's rights are kind of becoming more and more forefront in the forefront. What are my rights? What am I allowed to do? What can they tell a business to do? What can they tell an individual to do? And you know, hey. I do know this. Everybody that's representing uh, the folks in Sumner County are trying to do the right thing. Um, it may not come off that way sometimes, but the intentions are, in what I've observed, are always good. Uh, if you feel they're infringing on you, um, that's not the intent, I'm assuming. I cannot think of one person on our city council or even Hendersonville City Council that is 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 trying to uh, uh, that is trying to do wrong, you know, trying or to take away anybody's rights or no. take right. I, I think everybody wants to make everybody happy. This elected official that I know of, and they're sincere, no matter what their position well, is. As, well, as as voters, that's about all you can hope for is that they are in there for the right reasons and trying to do the right thing. And I think you know if you do get. A little frustrated, and we all do. Hey, we do. Uh, we love our freedom. Yeah. That's what's great about this place. But um, you know, you know, you you want to give them the benefit of the doubt, or or go do it yourself, like you said, because they're just like you. You did it because you were just trying to help. And, and you know, I'm glad people will uh, bring it to my attention or voice their opinion. I had a lady in the store the other day at Publix. She stopped me and she goes. Sean, I just can't believe you allowed these houses to be built over here. And I said, where at, ma'am? She told me, I said, ma'am, that's a continuation of a phase that was voted on 10 years ago. <laughs> right, I said, I had right. no vote. You know, and then after I explained it to her, then she understood that. You know, a lot of people don't understand, mm-hmm. uh, you know, some things. And, 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 and that's understandable. I had to learn it myself, but... Before you jump out there and make judgment on somebody, you know, I wish they would just uh, right. ask, pick up the phone and ask. Well, you like know? you said, you know, you can't really stop growth, and the the tendency is you tend to only hear from the people that don't want it. Well, you know, the ones, right. the, the ones that are pro-growth are never going to say a word, I would think. That's right. And, I mean, uh, um, I think from what I hear as far as the business owners in our community, they're really happy. they got a lot of customers. I'm... I certainly know I've got a lot of new customers uh, in my business. Uh, my secretary's up here. They write everybody's phone number down. And uh, last week, uh, one of them said, hey, you know, probably half the people this week had different area codes. And we, wow. we interact. You know, I, I'm all the time asking my, where you guys from, where do you live? And mm-hmm. uh, they live from all over, and they're from all over. Right. Well, you said I think you do a lot of celebrity stuff just because of where we happen to be located as well. Sure, sure, you know. Uh, and I'm sure you can't talk a lot about a lot of that because, you know, you, just the way it is. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean it's, it's, been, uh, it's, it's been interesting. I can, I can tell you that. I can watch some old commercials and stuff and see some of my old vehicles up there, watch some old music videos and see some of my old cars up there, and it's pretty neat, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like you said, I mean, you know, going with the the pandemic thing and, you know, there are a lot of businesses that are doing very well during this. And there are definitely some retail outlets that are struggling and or closing. And, you know, you hate to see that. So what have what has the council been observing through all of this with regard to business? I think I think we're seeing. I think we're seeing an uprise on our sales tax, and our numbers show it, but they're not where they used to be. Uh, I, I talked to a lot of business owners. I talked to a business owner out of Nashville uh, yesterday. I picked up the phone. I called a buddy of mine, Brian Messner, that owns uh, a bar in downtown Nashville, Whiskey Bent. 
Mm-hmm. I said, Brian, are you getting beat up down there? How are you doing? We're having a hard time, Sean. There's a lot of businesses that won't survive through this, but I think we've done our money kind of right, and I think we're going to be able to weather the storm. And, you know, God bless you. I hope everything will turn around. I as long as the storm doesn't go on forever, you know. That's right. And it, 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 it scares me and concerns me. And then on the flip side of that, I have a buddy that owns uh, a bunch of Sonics, Paul Rainer. And I talked to him, dear friend of mine. He says, Sean, we got more business we know what to do with. I guess because his concept, you know, fits with uh, the sad thing of yeah. Corona. Yeah. You know, people pull up there and they walk out there and they feel comfortable with his his format that he's got. And, and he's really booming in business. But his problem is getting beef, you know. Right, uh, right. Uh, yeah, and then, you know, my problem, my business here is a lot of stuff is made in China. And we're running out of certain supplies. Uh, a real popular muffler, Flowmaster, Holly bought Flowmaster, moved it over to China, you know, uh, a year, two years ago. And then all of a sudden now, none of this stuff is coming into the United States. So you're running out of a lot of things. Well, Sean, do you see uh, some a- opportunity there, though? Because I know, uh, you know, there's a big push to get things start made being made here, especially drugs, uh, for this exact kind of reason because uh, so many were made in China. Do you think there's an opportunity for, you know, hey, people, get into that business and give them some competition? I've, sure. I, I certainly see a lot of opportunities going to open up, and a lot of things are, be, are going to be done differently tomorrow than what they used to be done today or yesterday. Uh, you know there's going to be a lot of opportunity. I was watching TV this morning, and, uh, you know, I watch different channels. I watch everything. I watch... I watch Fox News a lot. I watch CNN, MSNBC. But mm-hmm. uh, Trump was doing an interview this morning, and uh, uh, he was talking about bringing the business back over here. And uh, so and so was was over in China, and now you know they talked them into cutting a deal coming back over here. So I, I think I think we're going to be proud that, that there's going to be a lot more businesses come back in the United States. And uh, I'm somebody that certainly that if I can buy American, I'm going to buy American. Right, And, and right. the thing about Flowmaster was I went to their business in Santa Rosa, California, and uh, viewed that business. I had no idea that they secretly, what I feel, moved it to China. Well, and you I've know, continuously been buying that it, product. Uh, exactly, and they built a heck of a brand name for themselves, and then the next thing you know, it's gone or... You know, it's a double-edged sword because you love to see people succeed where they build a, up a business and then it either gets bought out or it's publicly t- turns goes public. And that's kind of the deal. But there's some downsides. There's no question. And that's one of them. Because once you let go of your business, just like you said, and I'm going to keep my tentacles in there a little bit, um, you don't know what will happen. You're, you're, it's out of your control. Once you get your big payday, you know, there's it's over. So many of them have done that. And, you know, one thing I do, I try, I, 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 I buy in my town. I support the smaller businesses. Uh, I, I buy pretty much every day all my employees' lunch. We eat at different restaurants a lot of times. Uh, Amen to I that, can, man. To the, Amen. Support your local small business. Go to the business. police department and, and go to one of our pizza places up here and, and, and get them 20 pizzas and, and try to spread it around, try to help people, you know. Right, uh, and that's why we, uh, we're we very we're very lucky to have a couple of good chambers of commerce in our county and, and promoting uh, small business. Sure so, yeah, so, you know, we've got that real good base. I just hope and pray that a lot of these guys can make it through this, this period uh, that own these small businesses because there's so many really good small business owners in Sumner County. We've had the luck of talking to a lot of them, and, man, just good people. I, I can't even think that's of anybody. Right. I just can't even think of anybody that's not really busting their tail to get it done right. Right. That's you know, right. They're and, all and, working you know, so hard. Guys, ladies and gentlemen, if you're out there today and you can buy something local in Sumner County, buy, spend a little of them dollars out there, go to a restaurant and buy, spend. I mean, it, it helps. Exactly. All right. Hey, we're uh, up against our break here again, Sean. Uh, we're speaking with Sean Fennell, uh, councilman at large in uh, Gallatin and also uh, uh, owner of Four-Way Motors. And we're going to come back with our last segment of the program in just a moment. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. 
And we're in our final segment for Sumner County Spotlight this Sunday morning on WHIN, brought to you by FNM Bank, and we're speaking with Sean Fennell, uh, councilman at large in Gallatin, and also local business owner of Four Away Motors. And uh, man, I'm trying to think of where we left off. We've been talking about so many different things, um, but we were, you know, we were kind of into the COVID thing and talking about business and how important it is to support your local business. Let's talk about some of the other areas. What's what's kind of on the docket in the next few months at, at Council? Well, you know, we've really been discussing uh, this Woolhawk project, and I think that's great for all of Sumner County and Middle Tennessee area. Um, and they're about to unveil that. Of course, we all know that um, who it actually is coming to this area. And oh, yeah. Have a big data center coming in in this area i think is, is that going to be the thing. biggest thing that's you know business-wise hit the county maybe ever because <laughs> you know what what i think yeah it's going to be huge it's going to be a large building it's going to bring in uh some revenue that, that is great for our area but there's going to be some supportive companies that's going to come out of the ground and support uh, oh, that data I center see. okay well yes yes so makes, that, makes that's sense. a wonderful thing and yeah there's a lot of things that are, are shaking and moving in uh, in uh, Gallatin. You know, Gallatin is growing. A lot of people are happy with that. A lot of people are. But, uh, you know, we're not growing in Gallatin because we're a bad area to be in. That's right. You know, we're That's growing because right. we're good. A lot what of people want to come here. And What about some of the older sections of town in Gallatin? Not, not unlike Hendersonville. I mean, it's not everything is perfect. I mean, you know, there are a few areas that, that could maybe have some redevelopment or some projects or some things that you guys would like to maybe change a little bit. Is there anything like that that you guys are looking at? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's some of the neighborhoods in the area, and it seems like that, uh, you know, somebody goes in there and starts rehabbing one of the houses, then you'll have two or three of the neighbors say, well, you know, I can make mine look better. And it seems like we're starting to see much more of that in our community and area than what we had uh, previously over the years. Yeah, uh, and that's that's kind of a good I, thing you know, because you could always do, you know, there's always some sidewalk improvements, curb improvements, lighting, uh, you know, a right. little, little window dressing goes a long way. That's right. And, you know, I believe we're becoming a more walkable community than which we used to be. You know, and you brought up greenways and sidewalk. We're really big on that. Uh, we uh, put so much money aside each year uh, grant money for sidewalks. We do all we can, and we try to do chip out a little bit of it every single year to get further down the road. And, you know, on my way to my business, i got some uh, walking paths here, and I don't care if it's if it's snowing out, there's going to be somebody on that walking. Right. Well, walking there's no question that Gallatin lends itself to that, especially with the, the downtown area. And I know, you know, maybe not be the best time to talk about it right now, Sean, because of the the business struggles and the pandemic and all this, but that aside, if it were like it was pre-pandemic, um, what what are the plans for that whole area? And you know, is there incentives for people to get those businesses down in there? Because there's some that are full, um, some that are not. There's some empty spots, and you know, you always love to see it when when everybody has a chance to maybe start up a new business or bring something right into the square that they weren't thinking of doing before, or or things like that. What's really going to boom our square and our downtown area is uh, I've been on a, what you call the JPA committee for four years. It's the Judicial Planners Association, mm-hmm. and we're going to put that new courthouse oh, yeah. uh, on the square. And You think it'll start county, of spreading out from there, you know? Uh, I went to Murfreesboro back three years ago when they was building theirs, and, and to go down there now and see their uh, courthouse up and going and what it's done to the uh, – uh, the businesses, the small businesses on the squares, change the face of it. I mean, wouldn't that be great? That would just Gallatin. be great. I you're going to you're going to see you're going to see some of these little uh, uh, restaurants down here on the squares, some of these bars, some of these uh, music venues. You're going to see stuff up on the the roofs. Uh, you're going to see more and more people, and there's more and more people down here. Uh, our mayor Joanne Graves back in the day started a revitalization of the, the square area, if you remember that, several years ago. Yep. And there was growing pains, and people complained about the road tour up for other businesses now and stuff. But I think if you go down there now, I think we got a wonderful, wonderful 
Well, and you know the uh, the whole square. urban living downtown living thing is is uh, you know I know it's not as prominent in Gallatin, but if we can get that and in uh, you know it's exciting to think what it could grow into. You never know who will pop up down there. Hey, I see it. I've got that vision just like you do. I've traveled around and looked at some of these squares. I see what they've got going on. And I see Gallatin pushing in that direction, and you know we're going to put a parking garage down there, make it a a lot easier to get around and park mm-hmm. and uh you know i'm really fascinated with our square i enjoy going down there covid kind of you know threw us for a loop because we'd have third thursday on the square we'd have that big yeah, uh, concert yeah. down oh, there yeah, man and yep and you talk about a lot of fun to go down there and see your neighbors and talk to the people and there will be a huge crowd down there, and we missed that this year. We yeah, just it. all the booths and all the good things to eat, just the festival on the square. Oh, there's so many. Yeah. we got to get back to that, man. I can't wait. Uh, but, hey, entrepreneurs out there, if you're listening to this, if we can get, you know, look past this pandemic, there's opportunity coming. I, I, if I'm an entrepreneur and I'm, I'm looking at that courthouse and the things that could happen, I'm like, oh, boy. Courthouse equals people. Uh, people equals potential. And uh, who knows? I feel it. I know you do, too. I mean, I can feel it. I feel it coming. Yeah. I feel that train coming down that track, you know? And, you know, eventually, if I was just, it's so funny that you say that, because I almost said earlier, when a train starts going, it's hard to slow it down. And if that thing gets rolling, man, I'm telling you, it's going to happen. It may not happen when we all would like, or, you know, especially lately because of this big, gigantic COVID bump in the road, but... You can't stop it. Once it starts rolling, I'm I'm hopeful that uh, I know I've talked to enough city officials in Gallatin to know what the vision is. And, hey, nobody thought the data thing would happen. Nobody thought that we'd be a high-tech county. And guess what we're morphing into, you know? You know, we've been, let me let me bring up one thing. We, we partnered up with GNRC, Greater National Regional Council, and, and that is uh, trying to get our long-range plan out there our comprehensive land use plan, our strategic plan. And they're, they're trying to tell us of things that, that uh, you know, happened in Nashville over the years, things that they should have done differently. And they're helping us come out with a plan for Gallatin and, and developing Gallatin in the way. We have a lot of input, and we've gotten a lot of input from citizens in our community, making sure we grow right, grow in the right way sidewalks, landscape, and underground utilities, uh, where you need to put your uh, denser population out, where you need to right. leave more green space out. Right. Yep. And that that's very important, too. And the good thing is, is trying to learn from some of these other cities that's already grown and, and pretty much built out, what would they have done different? That's what we're trying to learn is what we need to do different. Yeah, because you don't want to find yourself uh, landlocked where you've you've messed up and you can't do what you wanted to do. So you do have to think that's, ahead. That's, that's right. And, you know, I had a couple the other day I met, and they come from California, and they was like, man, we love it here. We like the atmosphere. We like the size of the town, this and that. Uh, we moved here, but, you know, y'all stop growing. You know, well, wait till they wait till they see wait, wait till they see people starting to get together and getting past this pandemic. Uh, I'm telling you, they think they, you they think they like it now. Wait till everybody gets to come out and start hanging out together. Uh, <laughs> there's more good to come. I can tell you that. I feel so, it. We just got to get this thing behind us. You know. Can we talk a little bit about the Greenlee uh, corridor there and the, and all the changes gone on there just in the last 18 months or so and what's yet to come? Can you just for those that are new that are new to the area that. Um, that's what that's going to look like because we've got some uh, residential there. We've got a new gas station there at the corner. We got uh, the uh, the new right. little strip in there and, and all that kind of stuff. You know, I think that is kind of uh, L.A. Green owns a lot of that property up and down through there. And L.A. is very selective who he sells to. Mm-hmm. And I think L.A. is involved with us on planning some Gallatin and and we just think of how we want that to look and how we want that area to be, uh, because that is a very. It just seems to me that that could be Gallatin. the the corridor into Gallatin. Lake. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Only like that. only so the the upside that's that what we're trying to do the upside that that has over Indian Lake um, is the visibility. Uh, Indian Lake, wonderful place, no question about it. You got the beautiful park entrance. But it's kind of tucked in there, and it's hard to. You could be past it by the time you thought you wanted to exit, and in this case, 
you know, you can see Greenlee coming. You, you got a lot more visibility there. That's right. I'm glad you said that because we're trying to do it, the landscaping and do it where if you're on 386, you can actually glance over there and see that we've got some eateries. We're trying to put some signage on the buildings, not too big, but not too small so that yeah. you can see it on 386 and know to get off there. Um, you know, we had Dr. Jolly, Brad Jolly, just built a big development right there off 386. Mm-hmm. And uh, Brad went to a convention, and it was a convention over trying to sell your town to bring in retail developments. Well, during that convention, he brought in a few places from out of town, and one of those is Grant's Kitchen. Mm-hmm. And that's a, a very popular, like a meet-and-three place. And yeah. I think it come from the Louisiana area. And, uh, you know, it's just crammed, packed full of people every day. It's, it's a very great eatery. I'm glad to see that land in Galton. We've got uh, Double Dogs, which is going to be landing here in Galton before long, if you're not familiar with that. Oh, that's yeah, a, I've been to the one on Charlotte. You know and, uh, but I tell you what, you want to watch a game, that is the place, in my opinion. And the outdoor, right because the outdoor is almost like you're indoors. You get the, the taste of both. And that, the interesting thing about that green, Greenlee area, since we're on that topic a little bit, is because it's not a... You know, oh, I pull off here and I'm in a shopping place. No, you get a little bit of everything. You've got some shopping. You've got some residential. You come into the T. You've got the new gas station there on the right. And then you, you, there's a beautiful, you know, uh, residential neighborhood that's been there for a long time and continuing to grow. Right, if you went straight, you know. So there's, uh-huh. and and then you got the university and you've got. There's just so many uh, uh, looks all in one street. It's interesting. That's that's right, and I and I think COVID did maybe stun it just a little bit, and people kind of sitting back to see. But there's an awful lot of green space over there that will be developed into something one day. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, there's more and more people out there that's kind of testing the waters and and probing our area to see what they think will work or not work. Uh, we got some sidewalk grants going in uh, in the uh, Vol State community area where the students can get out, and walk around, and walk to some of these places without having to have a car out there. So I think we're thinking ahead. Well, right, and, and I some, think you, you mentioned got, the landowners. The, the the people that own their existing land, it's their right to do what they want. You know, they're going to need some permits and some permissions and, and some, some voting. And things. Right. But at least, you know, what I see is landowners that have been there for a very, very, very long time or multiple generations, and they do have Gallatin and Hendersonville, for that matter, uh, their best interest at heart in what they actually allow or sell to and i think that's a good thing yeah and and i know of one establishment that was wanting to land in the green lee corridor mm-hmm. and um and, and 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 it's a great establishment but it really didn't fit well with with the vision that we have or la green has for the area and, and la just said well that that particular staff so won't work in this area right and you know it could have been it could, it could have sold he could have sold it to anybody but uh right, you know right. i so think it's carrying. hard to you're asking people to turn down money you know so they need to you know they they have as much in it as the city does so you got to think about well, you know that's his own that's his own family's farm place right, right. there. his mom exactly his uncles or yeah, so he cares. He exactly. cares about what's happening in Galveston. As, I'm appreciative for that. Right, as as many landowners do. So there is, you know, two sides to every coin. So uh, it is something to think about. And uh, we're kind of coming up on the end of our uh, on on our end of our talk here, Sean. But we did want to say thank you for spending uh, the whole hour with us. It's been a really interesting show that covered a lot of different things, and I hope it was enjoyable for everybody to tune in. Hey, I appreciate you guys asking me. One thing I've got to say mm-hmm. is I remember WHIM when I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, yep. We'd even go to the game and listen to it while we're at the game, and we still listen <laughs> yeah, to it. Yeah, we hope so people still do there's that. There's a lot of history. There's a lot of history behind WHIM, I can tell you that. And well, it's an honor to be asked to uh, uh, sit on your radio show right here. Well, thank you. Well, you can And you can thank Jack and Skip for a lot of that. They They built all that, and we're just trying to – Keep the lights on and keep things going and keep doing football. And I'm glad you mentioned that because uh, now that the word's out, we're, I think it was August 23rd is when everything's going to start up again. And, and it won't just be Gallatin football you can hear on the air. Obviously, that'll be on the radio part. But we're going to stream all the other games from all the other high schools we can. There you go. And if you're a business owner, I think you need to get some of that commercial time on your radio station right there because I've used it before. 
still use it, and it works. Well, thank you so much, Sean. That was nice of you to say, and we appreciate you being our guest today, and good luck to you. Thank you, sir. Have a good one. Bye, y'all. You bet. And that's going to do it for Sumner County Spotlight this uh, Sunday morning here on WHIN, brought to you by FNM Bank at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard and also at myfmbank.com. We'll talk to you again next Sunday morning at 10 o'clock right here on Sumner County's number one hit music station, the new WHIN. Sumner County Spotlight has been brought to you exclusively by FNM Bank, 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. Whether you need personal banking, banking for your business, or even home mortgages, FNM FNM Bank can provide you with excellent service right here in Sumner County. Visit them today at myfmbank.com. Sumner County Spotlight will return next Sunday at 10 a.m. Thanks for listening.